G'day punters, welcome back to the Exotic Punters Podcast. Spring is in the air this week and we're ready to launch our spring assault. Once again, joined by the co-host Darby Walter and Dubs. It's good to be back. Fantastic to be back. Uh, cannot wait for what is a really good Saturday and weekend of racing. Uh, obviously, we've got the Group 1 Winx Stakes for the first Group 1 of the season. So, so much to look forward to. It's good to see you all back in action, back in Australia, uh, which is good. And just to show the commitment Angus has got to this podcast, people, he's got a profession, his debut professional golf tournament this afternoon uh, in the Northern Territory PGA, but he's committed to the podcast. He's doing it this morning. So, uh, thanks for the thanks for the hard work, Angus. It's We love it. No worries, babe. Podcast always comes first. <laughs> <laughs> yes that's good that's good righto so we're going to launch into a bit of a new segment uh, just, just to see it's the start of the spring mate we're going to talk about some horses that we think are going to have a bit of an impact this spring uh, I'll start one of the horses uh, that I think is going to have an impact it was really impressive in the autumn is what you need uh, for the Price Kent stable he was really impressive down the straight um, in the autumn and uh, I think he's going to have a big impact this spring. Potentially could be winning a Group 1 there somewhere. Yeah, I have to agree with that. I thought what you need was outstanding uh, in a couple of starts, especially um, I think New Market Day was a really impressive winner and then backed it up again. So now got to respect what you need heading into the spring. I've got another one, uh, another sprinter, uh, the Kiwi horse that's come over to Australia, already a Group 1 winner, but I think he's a really serious horse, and that is Imperatrice. Um, was so close to winning two group ones, of course. Arturis came storming over the top in the Canterbury Stakes to beat her. Um, and then before, after that, she was dominant in the uh, William Reed, uh, beating a pretty good field. So I think she's a horse you've really got to look out for. I think she'll be featuring the big spring race, uh, big sprint races throughout the spring. Um, so, yeah, no doubt about it. I think Imperatrice is a really good one to watch. Yeah, yeah, definitely a great dance. And she was really impressive when she came over the, uh, to Australia in the autumn. And another one I'm going to touch on, and I, I've made some big calls in the past to some horses that are lightly raced and uh, they proved to be uh, not so good. But uh, one yeah. I'm going to make a bit of a call here um, is I, I think legacies for the Peter Moody and Catherine Coleman stable uh, was really impressive in its first two starts in the autumn. Uh Having won the Anzacs Day Stakes, the listed race over 1,400 metres at Sandown, second start, and won really impressively there by four and a half lengths. Uh, so I think she's in for a big spring. It's justify Philly Legacies um, for Rosemont Stud, and I think she's in for a big spring. Um, and I know they're definitely targeting some group ones over a mile. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see how Rosemont Stud do go throughout the spring. I know your bank account might rest, may rest on the, few, uh, the fate of Rosemont stud, um, whether there'll be another promise of success or not, time will tell. But uh, no, that's a good call from you. No, look, the final one, we've got um, another well-known horse, I suppose, but just really got to watch out for this horse when it gets into the, the big staying races, and that is without a fight from the Freedman stable. Uh, couldn't have been more impressive in the Q2-2 and the Lord Mayor's Cup up in Queensland. Um, you know, didn't beat great fields in either, but... You know, I don't think you have to be that good these days to win these big staying races. Obviously, it's going to depend on the internationals that come over. Uh, but I think of what we've got in Australia without a fight is probably the standout for me. And I think uh, he's an excellent bet, maybe in the Caulfield Cup. Uh, I've already placed a few dollars on him in, in the futures market at about $13 because I think 
we might not get that price on the day. So now there's four horses to look out for. Uh, Legacies, what you need, Imperatories, and without a fight. So put those in your black book and make sure you're, you're ready to go when they do make an appearance throughout the spring. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a big spring day. Another one I want to touch on too, we didn't mention earlier um, prior to the show, but it's Romantic Warrior, the Hong Kong Galloper. He's set to come over and race in the uh, Turnbull Stakes and then into the Cox Plate after that. That's a really big deal for Australian racing because he's one of the best rated horses in the world at the moment. And uh, so, yeah, that's a really uh, – it's a big deal. And I think it's going to be really exciting that they're going to bring over their, one of their best gallopers um, to come and try and win our group once. Yeah, no, exactly. And, again, there's no animo anymore. So that, that leaves a, a big hole for someone to step into and uh, – become, I suppose, the dominant middle distance weight for age horse uh, in Australia. And I think Romantic Warrior could end up being that horse in, in some of our bigger races. Yeah, yeah, definitely, Derby. Uh, there is definitely a hole in our uh, middle distance ranks now um, with the loss of Animo, retired stud, and hopefully Fangirl can notch up a few more group ones because she's uh, been a bit of a bridesmaid. Uh as of life, but let's let's oh, launch yeah, into just on Fangirl. I know we'll, we'll touch on that later on, but I did a bit of analysis on how many times Fangirl did come second Animo. So I think in the last season it was three times came second, and then I think yeah. third one. So four times um, Fangirl was in the placings to Animo. So as you said, she's already a Group One winner, but she's certainly the horse that you would think should should be the the biggest beneficiary from Animo's retirement. Uh, but time will tell. Time will tell, of course. Unfortunately, Randwick isn't always doesn't handle the wet that well, and Fangirl doesn't like the wet either. So uh, that never plays in her favour. But, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, time will tell. Well, let's launch into the races this weekend, Darbs. We'll start at Caulfield, race seven, a group three Cosette stakes over the 1,100 metres from the three-year-old Phillies. It's shaping up to be a bit of an interesting race. We've got the uh, number five, Skirt the Law, who was the Magic Millions two-year-old winner coming down, um, as well as Charmstone for the uh, Price and Kent Junior Stable. Uh, she's trialled up really nicely. Uh, but outside of that, there's not really a lot uh, in this race, in my opinion. Maybe uh, tis enough for Anthony and Sam, three minutes, one, two, from three. Um, but yeah, other than that, there's uh, I, I reckon there's a bit of a gap in quality in this field. Yeah, I have to agree with that. It's it's not the easiest uh, betting race, I suppose. But you know, you've got some horses that you're just not sure whether they're good enough at this level. Like, I mean, Show Royale is another one. Uh, you know, won a listed race in Adelaide last start back in March. Um, you know, two from two, but. You know, is she going to be good enough to step up to this level? That'll be the question. But look, I'm going with the five uh, skirt law on top. I just think tried up really well. Um, should has drawn well. Go will go forward. Um, and I just think looking around him, looking around her, I don't know whether there's that many that are better than her. Um, it's interesting. You got to Sonic Boom at, at the four, uh, eighty one dollars, and this horse, of course, won the uh, the Blue Diamond preview back in January. Uh, and since then hasn't been great and, and couldn't even win a, a two-year-old handicap worth 85000 at Sunshine Coast last start. So it be interesting to see how the Sonic Boom goes. But, um, uh, look, I have to go skirt, skirt the roar on top. I think getting four sixty is a pretty good price. Yeah, I'm with you, Darby. I'm going to go with the number five, skirt the roar as well. I was wanting to go Charmstone, but I just think Barry 11 is a little bit sticky. 
Scared the Law is going to get the gun run from barrier one. It'll go forward, make its own luck up on speed. And I think 460 is a real good price. Uh, she was really impressive in those Magic Millions races uh, last year. And then obviously didn't perform in the short quote at Randwick prior to the slipper. Then sent out for a spell, and I think uh, I think she'll be in for a big spring. So yeah, I'm happy to take the four sixty here. I just think she's going to get a gun run from Barrier One. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's the reason I've got her on top. Just the draw is really beneficiary to her, and yeah, I think she should go forward and be very hard to beat. Yeah, yeah, love it, Dubs. Let's move on to race eight, the Vane Stakes over the eleven hundred meters. It's a Group Three as well for the boys. Um, and it's a bit of an interesting race here, Dubs. A few different form lines. We've got the Group 1 Blue Diamond winner, a Little Bros, uh, in here at $5.50. The Golden Slipper runner-up, Cylinder, he's $1.70. Your short price favourite, G, has been trying well. Um, and he genuinely looks like a good thing in this race. Yeah, look, I have to I have to agree with you on that. Um, you've got to wonder whether the Blue Diamond form will hold up. It's... Always a query. Uh, the 2021 Blue Diamond form certainly did, uh, but last year's wasn't so successful. So it'll be interesting to see how this spring holds, holds up. But, um, yeah, look, I can't knock Cylinder. I really think that he's just a standout in this field. Um, came up against Little Bros in the uh, slipper and was too good. Um, obviously, you know, came second, but I think... Yeah, looking at the rest of the field, I just don't see how Cylinder can be beaten at this stage. I think oh, you can tell there's a reason uh, he's a $1.70 favourite. Those trials were sensational. Um, and the form was second in the slipper. It's hard to knock that. And I think he's a class above Little Brosy. Yep, I'm with you, Darby. I think uh, Cylinder will be winning this quite comfortably. Good, He'll get a good run from Barrier 7, I reckon. Blake Sheen will give him an unbelievable steer, I reckon. And if we can get anything above a dollar eighty, I think it's actually quite good value there. Um, I'd be happy to have a little nibble at that. Um, or if you don't want to, just whack him in a multi and uh, get the green tick, because um, I think he'll be winning. And he's a uh, he's a really exciting horse this spring. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we didn't uh, mention him in the horses to watch uh, preview, but I think you have to put him in that list as well. He's a serious horse and. Uh, I reckon he'll prove it on Saturday, just how good he is. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, let's move on to the feature race of the day. It's a Group 2 PB Lawrence Stakes over the 1,400 metres where we see Mr. Brightside making have his return to the races uh, after his Group 1 Doncaster handicap win in the uh, autumn. Darby, it's a bit of an uh, interesting race, this one. We've got Mr. Brightside, is a short price favourite, $2 on the top line of Benny. Uh, Tuval is coming back. He had a really uh, poor autumn carnival. Pulled up lame uh, in its second start. And was quite underwhelming. First start too in that uh, group one at Sandown. And uh, other than that, it's a bit of an open race. We've got Pounding, who was third place in the uh, Australian Cup. He's coming back. What a prep he had uh, last preparation. But yeah, outside of those two, it is a very open race. Yeah. It really is a really open race. There's no doubt about that. Uh, you've got some horses here that are pretty interesting. I mean, El Bodegon, of course, we know uh, third in the Cox Plate, struggled a bit over the autumn, um, just wasn't able to get, wasn't consistent enough. 
but has been gelded, which is going to be really interesting to see. And trials weren't sensational, but I'm really interested to watch how he goes. Another one I'm interested to see how they go is Aegon. Of course, went up to Hong Kong, um, went up against Golden 60, wasn't successful, lost by about four lengths. But, you know, Aegon's a pretty good horse uh, on his day. And I think that, you know, he may not be able to match it up on in this race against, you know, some more classy horses like your Mr. Brightsides. But definitely at $17 isn't a bad play. But, well, go, I have to make a confession here. I, I've taken on Mr. Brightside so many times and it's just ended so badly for me. I don't know why. I just have something against this horse um, and I've never been able to. It's just one of those weird things and I'm not going to make that mistake. I, look, I, I would rather back Mr. Brightside uh, and, if, and if he loses, then he loses. But I can't sit there and see him win again uh, when I, and I don't have money on him because he, I just think... He's a bit too good for this slot. Um, I mean, you're talking about a two-time Doncaster winner. I know the first up record isn't amazing, but, you know, he did win this race first up. He's only 0.8 of a length off Jacques Winot in the CF4 um, in the autumn first up. So, yeah, look, I have to go with have to go with Mr. Brightside. I think Willow and the Hayes team will, will have him set up, and he looks to be the horse that um, may be very difficult to beat throughout the spring in these sort of races as we lead up uh, obviously alligator blood sort of return but yeah it'll be one to uh to watch for sure yep can't knock you on that one darby but i'm gonna have to disagree with you i'm gonna go with the number three two valoo just on it with a bit of value there i think you'll get the gun run um i reckon blakey shin's gonna just try and be quick out the barriers try and get into the front uh he'll be up on the pace and i just love his first up record too Usually flies fresh. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to be with him. $6.50 um, each way all day. Yeah, definitely a good each way player. I mean, you've got to remember that Tuvalu, before the autumn, had never missed a place. Um, yeah, so, so you got to respect that. And what was the issue again in the autumn? You, I think you said earlier. He pulled up lame second start. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, it wasn't great first up last prep, actually, in the CF4. But, uh, yeah, I think we'll, we'll be interesting to see whether that was just a aberration, that first, that prep in the autumn, or whether uh, maybe Tuvalu isn't as good. I suppose we're going to find out, aren't we? But it's good. Yeah. Time will tell. Time will tell. But I think those two are definitely the standouts in this field. There's just too many questions about the rest, uh, I think, at this stage. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, Darby. They are by far the best horses in that race. Let's uh, let's move up to Randwick now, Derby, where, where we've got the uh, Group 1 for the day. But we're going to start off in Race 7. It's the Group 2 Laurel Oak Toy Show quality over uh, 1,100 metres. And we've got uh, the number 7 parasol for the Godolphin James Cummins stable at $3.70. It's been trolling up really nicely. Um, and it's at three dollars seventy a moment. But the one I'm really keen to uh, to stick with is the number one Zoo Gotcha uh, Group One winner. Now three dollars ninety the moment. James McDonald rides Barry Eleven's a little bit sticky, but I just reckon this this is he's such an impressive mare. And uh, I think arguably, had she been placed better in her races, would have won more Group Ones than what she has. Um, and, yeah, she does have to give a fair bit of weight here, but I think she's going to be too good. Yeah, yeah, I tend to agree. I, 
One horse that I am really interested to watch uh, is a horse with the Hawks team. Now, first start with the Hawks is the House of Serenity. Of course, the Castle fans, will, people who love that movie, will may, may be known a bit for them. But um, was in Perth and won a uh, black type race over there, listed race, and is now stepping up. Is at nineteen weeks off. First up, trial pretty well. Uh, so you're getting $21 for houses to win That'll be one I would definitely watch and see uh, how she goes. But North Star Lass is a really interesting horse as well. We know how good she can be on the heavy, two from five, uh, which is at the moment we, we've got a heavy eight at Randwick just for something a bit different. But um, I'm with you with Zugotra. I think she's a really impressive horse um, and very consistent. I mean, aside from the Doncaster, you just got to look at the performances and, She's never beaten really by more than a bit over a length if she is beaten. And when she wins, she wins well. So I have to stick with you. And look, two from four on the heavy, two from three first start, and has won three from six at Randwick. So all of those just tick, 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 tick. So for me, yeah, Zoo gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Great minds think alike, Darby. Uh, let's move on to the feature race of the day. It's the Group 1 Wink Stakes over the 1,400 metres, uh, where Zaki is your favourite at the moment, $4.60. And we see Jamie Carr make her return to the races after a long stint on the sidelines um, after a terrible fall earlier or in the last racing season in the autumn. Mm, yeah, it was horrendous. I was there that day. Didn't actually see it happen. Um because it's on the other side of the track, obviously. But yeah, she was really fortunate that it didn't end up worse. She was just it was awful, awful fall. But um, look, she's she's going to have a work cut out for her here. Zaki, you were on the uh, the lay Zaki camp in the autumn, and um, you ended up being right in the Doom and Cup. I mean, he was nowhere near him, 4.9 lengths off Huerta and Numerian uh, in the Doom and Cup. But look, I'm. I'm going with Mwanga in this, and it's a bit of a throw at the stunts because there's just there's a hole, there's something missing in this race, and that is this horse called Adamo, who normally would be running, and normally you would just say, "Yep, I'm tipping Adamo." Um, and this is where this is where his loss is really felt because this is wide open, absolutely wide open, and because it's a, a heavy eight, a horse like Fangirl, you just can't tip because just got zero form on wet decks. Um, Zaki does. So, I mean, if you're happy to have faith in Zaki, but I'm just not sure whether he's the same horse anymore. And I've got a lot of queries whether he is. So, Mwonga for me, uh, I think won this race a couple of years ago. Very good first up, three from seven. Uh, has one on a heavy deck before, three from eight over the distance. Uh, and I think the one win on the, at Randwick was this race, as I said. So, yeah, look, I, I haven't got a lot of confidence, but has drawn wide Mwonga. Uh, but yeah, I think each way is a good play in what is a really open race. Yeah, well, Darbs, you thought yours was a throw at the stumps. Uh, I'm going to go with the number 17, King Colorado. Yep, the three year old won the JJ Atkins Group One last start in Queensland, was absolutely moosed in betting that day, 41s in the 14s, and then just trotted in. Um, yeah, I'm going to be. He's been 18s into eight dollars fifty uh, since markets have opened. Sean Barry three actually hasn't got a jockey on board yet, and I don't even think he's in the race. Darby, is that correct? Uh, at the moment, yeah, no jockey 
and at the moment is the first ultimate. So yeah, yeah. so it's not even. But I think the I think there will be scratchings. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so he's not even in the race yet, but I reckon with this light weight, and uh, he could be a really big horse on. The Who do you want if if he doesn't get in? Oh, we'll make that. We'll, we'll post that up on the uh, podcast. When, but he'll be getting in. He'll be getting in. There'll be plenty of horses that'll be scratching. Chris Waller might scratch some because they've got a bad barrier. He's a bit of a culprit with that. Um, Bang he loves a good scratching. Maybe. Yeah, he loves a good scratching, Chris Waller. Um, but yeah, we're going to go number 17, King Colorado, $8.50 punters. It'll look like an absolute goose or look like a hero. Yeah, you could definitely look like a hero if it gets so that might be the might have to shut down the podcast and finish off that that'd be that'd be enough for the to finish this off with the spring, I reckon. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um well Darby, let's move on to our best bet uh of the day. And what have you found for us? Well, I've I've found a couple for us, Angus, uh that I like, but in the end I just decided on a moody horse, life lessons. Race to number one for me. So you're getting 340. Uh, look, it's coming up against much weaker grade. I think first up, last start, it was in group three company. Now it's in benchmark grade. I think benchmark 84. Um, and look, it wasn't disgraced in that group three uh, against horses like Scalopini uh, down at Flemington. So, yeah, I think life lessons are a really good bet from the moody Coleman stable. I think getting 340. Uh, and I think she's, I think, just a class ahead of the field. Um, and look, I need to get this win because my best bet hasn't been tracking too good recently, unlike yours. So, yeah, I need life lessons to get the job done, and I just think it's going to be too strong for this opposition. Yep, like a derby. Well, I was going to go Skillander, but he was just way too short to tip as my best bet. Um, I have gone odds on before, but the dollar seventy was probably next level. Uh, so I'm going to go, I'm going to try and keep it hot this week. Then make it three from three this season. I'm going to go race five, number 10 at Randwick. Extremely lucky. I reckon uh, he is a good thing this weekend. Yes, he's got some good opposition, but gee, he's been trying well uh, since he's joined the Chris Wallace stable. And I'm happy to take the $3.10, and I'll be tipping $3.10 as well. So hopefully he'll be winning and stay hot for our uh, best bet, Dubs. Yeah, I know. I think you're in two in a row already, so... Yeah. Always one to watch Angus's best bet attempts have a pretty good track record. But we'll move on to the uh, $100 challenge. Um, what have you got for us, Angus? $100 challenge, Darby. I'm going to go my $50. First 50 bucks. Uh, extremely lucky. Just wins. Uh, so we'll get you know cash in there. And then the next 50, I'm going to have a multi. Zoo gotcha. Into cylinder, paying six sixty, and we're going to throw another fifty on that. So it's going to be a big weekend punters, and we'll have this. All, we'll we'll put this on the uh, on the Instagram page too, just to let you all know. But yeah, that just make sure you get on that. That'll be all getting up, so that'll be a good weekend. That's good. That's good. Look, I'm keeping it pretty simple. I've gone for life lessons to place. Uh, and I've gone for Cylinder to win in an all-up multi. So I think you're getting about 2-6. I'm just going to chuck 100 on that. I just want to build the bank early. Uh, and I think that's a pretty good bet because I don't think Cylinder's going to be getting beaten. And I think uh, Life Lessons is, as I said, very can be very competitive in that race uh, in at, at Caulfield. Well, very safe, Darby. Very safe. 
Have you got a sportsman multi for us this weekend? I do, yeah. It's very simple. I've just gone all of these teams head-to-head. Um, I've just gone Carlton, GWS, and Port Adelaide. And I think it's about 360. Um, I think they're all going to be too strong for their opposition. I think Carlton have got the Suns up in Gold Coast. And I think the Suns have sort of checked out a bit. And the Blues certainly have. And they're playing some really good football. Giants have got the Bombers. And I think the Bombers are another team. They're battling at the moment. And uh, the Giants, although they had a battle, so I think they'll bounce back this week. And then finally, Port have got the Dockers in Perth. The Dockers are starting to play some good football, but I think Port have rediscovered their magic. And uh, Horn Francis seems like he's developing, which is really important for their finals chances. So they are my, that's our sports from Multi. That'll be chucked on the Instagram, of course. There you go, punters. Um, there you go. Hopefully you can get the uh, sportsman off multi off to a really hot start, Darby. That would be big for the uh, big Well, it got up a couple of weeks ago, but unfortunately the technical difficulties we had, unfortunately, didn't allow the punters actually to find out what it was. Yeah. But uh, Yeah, we were scratched in the barriers. Yes, we were. We were a bit of a yeah. Gennady performance. Yeah. Hot-headed and... Uh, yeah. 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 Well, anyway, punters, thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, looking forward to getting the season started. No, no better time of the year for racing than the spring carnival. And uh, hopefully we've found some winners on the program.